The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Come back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Level two, this is Sports Rage. I am RNC. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people, the buzz, throw, and everybody else in between. Sirius XM, Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio Networks. Dan Favalli is going to step up and in from the Bleacher Report. Uh, the playoffs are here, and Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA playoffs. Let's start off in the association. The Grizzlies get it done. Dylan Brooks and uh, LeBron exchange words in this uh, in this basketball game. But, uh, hey, who hasn't Dylan Brooks exchanged words with uh, this year? It's hard to make LeBron, like, the, the 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 guy to pull for, actually, somehow. But the Memphis Grizzlies are managing to do it. Like, they really are, like, the super most annoying team in the history of the NBA, I think. And I, this comes from someone that doesn't even, like, I've, I've always, I've never had a problem with the Grizzlies. But, they're man, they're annoying. For, like, a team, I don't mind teams that talk. Like, if you're the best and you're going to talk, it's like, yeah, whatever, do something about it, right? And, you know, and we're the best and, you know, we, we, we earn the right to talk. The Grizzlies haven't accomplished anything, yet they talk like they talk to the Warriors who, like, have won multiple champ, four, four championships. They talk to LeBron James, who's won six championships. Meanwhile, you know, like LeBron James, like, you know, like John Morant's, like, suspensions or is, like, LeBron James championships, it's like, settle down, kid. Like, this this whole team, they get into a Shannon Sharp. Like, it just never effing ends with them. But it's going to be lit going to L.A. because these kids own this heel stuff, and they're not going to back down. And they're going to try to go in L.A. And, and embarrass the Lakers in front of the Laker fans and steal their girl and all that type of thing. They're definitely like street ball 101, but they're annoying. All right, man, we got some great basketball coming up, NHL hockey. Uh, so the Oilers get it done tonight, uh, Babano. They nearly blow. They they blew another two two goal lead. So that's a problem that they're going to have to address. And you know it's happened two games in a row. Yeah, they won this game tonight, but it's a dangerous way to live. You've got to learn how to close games out and separate from your opponent. And something I see too is Skinner. He's good. He's better. He gives them a chance to win and stuff. But as we saw the other night, that goal never should have won in with 16 seconds left when it squeezed through his pads and then Kopitar tapped it in. Tonight, with 30 seconds left, it was just a standard little chip shot job from the point. Turned into a puck in the slot and stuff. You got to trap that puck and get the face off. There's just a lot of little things. They live on the edge, this team. 
but I think they are better than the Kings, and I do expect the Oilers to win this series in six games still here, but Ben, I think the Kings will get one more win out of this, but the Oilers are going to finish them off. And the Oilers are an excellent road team, not just good, excellent road team. They will have no issues going into L.A. and winning games. They've done it all year. They've been actually better on the road than they've been in Edmonton. So that's why it was huge to get 1-1. And, you know, some people might assume, you know, L.A. can hold home ice and win both there. I don't think that's going to happen. In fact, I think it's going to be at least a split. And I wouldn't even be totally shocked if Edmonton wins both in L.A., uh, because they've been such a great road team. And, you know, Skinner's still the best goalie they've got. He's a great initial puck stopper. He's made some excellent saves, but there's no question. Rebound control is still a little bit of an issue, though. The keeper goalie put the rebound into the corner. Hold on, Babano. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We've got a bunch of series on our hands. The Milwaukee Bucks didn't have Giannis, but they beat down the, the Miami Heat anyways. Holiday, Middleton, Lopez, they all go off. They hang 138 on the Heat. Uh, LeBron scores 28 uh, tonight, but the Memphis Grizzlies, even a series, even though they didn't have John Morant in the lineup. And uh, the Denver Nuggets just beat the Minnesota Timberwolves by nine points. The point spread was eight. And if you had the Denver Nuggets minus the points, thanks to Rudy Gobert, you covered the point spread. And if you had the Minnesota Timberwolves and you just lost, that's thanks to Rudy Gobert. The last couple of seconds of that was just so maddening for anyone that bet it. Especially if you had Minnesota. It was one of those. Murray had the ball and could have basically like almost iced it, but he tossed the air ball. Right? So... They're up seven. Murray's got the ball. They're just trying to kill the clock. Minnesota doesn't really even want to foul. The Minnesota's not fouling, so I don't understand why they fouled after. That's what's so frustrating. So Murray has a bad look, but this guy hits bad looks all the time. It was such a bad look, and he didn't care so much because there was 11 seconds left. He just tossed an air ball. He just threw it up there. Gobert gets the ball, and then in one motion just throws it right back to Denver and then fouls them. It's like, it, all right, all right, you threw it back to them. That's when it's like, all right, this game's over, man. Like, that's that. It's over. You foul them, and then they hit both free throws. They win by nine. Now, me personally, I had it at nine because I know whenever I lose, I get screwed by a point, so I bought it up. I was going to buy it up to 10, full disclosure. I was like, you know what? I don't want to get screwed here in the last second because I think this could be close to the point spread, even though I had the Nuggets on the money line in the parlay, yet um, it was minus 160. For plus 10. And I was like, ah, that's a little bit high. I don't want to go that high. So, oh, no, I do minus 130 for nine, and I get the stupid push. We did hit the end game over, but on to tomorrow. They play the national anthem every day. The Boston Bruins get upset. Ian Cameron will rejoin us. We'll get into the Stanley Cup playoff. Updated odds as the Panthers not just beat the Bruins, but convincingly beat the Bruins. And we talked about it a lot. The President's Cup curse. Last 36 years, the team with the best record in the National Hockey League has only won a Stanley Cup eight times. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. My name's Bobby, and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Hey, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. Well, the markets are officially closed. At least the uh, North American markets, although we do have some basketball going on in Mexico. Uh, right now for the hard course. Uh, there's some soccer in Mongolia. There's a, literally and literally, there's one soccer game going on in the entire world right now. We're on top. If there's a, if there's anything going on in the, in the world where we know what's going on. There's one soccer game in Mongolia and I haven't jumped in on one of these stupid games in a little while. I think we might here. Although we do generally normally have a policy if we can't even say the team's name, then we won't bet it. But how about this one? FC Yulin Batar. Yulin Batar versus Tov Buganod. FC Alton Benar, 33 to 1 favorites <laughs> in this game. The total is five and a half. They've already scored once. We're in the 12th minute uh, right now. Some Mongolian soccer. This is like, uh, this might be like as bottom of the barrel as it gets, but you know how much money is on this game, considering it's the only, like, soccer game going on globally right now? And soccer is the biggest sport in the world and the biggest bet sport in the world. All right, you know what? We're going to jump in on the under five and a half here. Let's just hope for the freaking best, man. Under five and a half. All right, let's go. Let's just hope for the best that uh, nobody, there's not too many more goals here. (laughs) Generally, I tell you what, like when you look at these big unders, like you look at a total like this, if a team is like a 33 to 1 favorite, it's like, all right, you know, they're probably going to score a couple of goals if they're this heavily favored. But soccer, you know what, teams take the pedal off the metal at times and stuff. It's not easy just to beat someone 6-0 in a soccer match. So, And I like the fact that the team that's the big underdog has the ball right now, and they've had the ball for the last couple of minutes. So for the true DGens tuning in right now, 
the Mongolian soccer game under five and a half. All right, let's get back to uh, let's get to the NHL. We'll get to the NBA after Dan Favalli is going to join us from the Bleacher Report. So we've got uh, Thursday slate. Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. They killed them in game one. A lot of people are just going to assume and believe, oh, the Leafs, they can't lose two in a row. They need this game and all that, whatever. The Leafs have needed games since 2004, and they haven't won a playoff series since 2004. I'm starting to see and believe and think. And listen, I thought the Leafs were – I thought this was the year that the Leafs could beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. I thought the Lightning were kind of tired and had tired legs, but – the Lightning didn't don't have tired legs. The Lightning were playing us all and dialed it up a notch, and I think they can do it again. Babano, what's your pick for uh, for game two? Maple Leafs are minus one sixty five. The total is six. Yeah, I think if I, I really do like the first period angle for Toronto, um, and that's probably all I would look at with involving the Leafs because I think you're going to get their best in the first 20 minutes, especially when you factor in that the worst part of their game one performance was the start. They they didn't look ready. They looked tight. They looked nervous. Uh, they weren't clear in the front of the net. They weren't defensively responsible. Turnovers were a problem, penalty trouble. Uh, and next thing you know, they're down 3 nothing. They know they have to fix the start. You know, in theory, you should get the best of the Toronto Maple Leafs early in that game tomorrow night. So my thought process is why mess around with the full game? Why let Tampa Bay have a chance to get back into the game? Look at Toronto early, and that's probably what I'll do. A first period puck line, it'll be a nice plus price, plus 140. Yeah, I wouldn't. uh, It's plus 165 minus minus 0.5. But for me, I would play the I would play the money line minus 140. You know, the Leafs could score an early goal, and then Tampa could score, you know, Tampa could tie it after. Yeah, if you want some security, yeah, a little, uh, yeah, you could do that. Yeah, I would be more comfortable. Listen, I, I can't I can't deny it. I can't hide from it. I had the Leafs in game one. I thought the Leafs were going to win this series. The only, the only thing that saves me here is I, instead of taking the Leafs to win the series, I took them to win game one and the series. So at least I'm out of that, and I can jump in again. But I don't have confidence in this team. I think, like, I don't want to overreact after one game, but they're, 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 if there was any team, it was a lot like Sacramento. You know, they needed to win game one, and they did. If there was a team that needed to get off to a hot start and and prove not to others but to themselves, right? I mean, forget about what others talk about the Leafs. If you're the Leafs, you have to look internally and ask yourselves, what are we doing wrong and how come this keeps happening to us over and over? Now, it is only one game, and there's no such thing as momentum in the playoffs from game to game. It doesn't matter what happened, whether the score was, whether you won or lost. Every game is different and new. But it's not for me, it's not only like just an anti-Toronto thing where I don't trust them. It's a pro-Tampa thing. We're talking about a team that's been in the Stanley Cup, man, like three out of the last four years. And... A bunch of dudes that know how to win and have won against a bunch of dudes that have never won and don't seem to know how to win, Babano. It's hard at this point, like especially after seeing what happened in game one without wanting to overreact, but it's hard to believe that the Leafs are going to win this series now, in my opinion. Yeah, certainly. I mean, that's about it's as bad as you could start a series, and it's as bad as you could play in Game One uh, from uh, Toronto. So, for people having doubts now about the Leafs, it's it's partially that. It's partially twenty years of failure, <laughs> probably going into that. But uh, yeah, I well, still think you assembled. 
Yeah. It's not 20 years of failure because Austin Matthews doesn't care about Doug Gilmore losing. But how many years of failure has it been with Austin Matthews? And with Mitch it's Martin, been five or six now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So like this is their own. This and but you're right. It's the same thing with the Buffalo Bills. The weight of past failures hangs heavy over everybody. It does, yeah. and no one wants to admit it and stuff. But once they're in the room, right? They're not thinking, oh, you know what? The Leafs, the organization has won six sixty-seven. But it's hard to deny if you're in that room that we haven't won. It's only one game. You know, like I said, I thought maybe I'm being too critical of them, but I just after seeing that, and to me it was just like, guys, like at what, at what, how many times do do we see them lose and choke before like we can stop throwing money at it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's hard to trust. Yeah, it's it's tough, but I, I will on the first period. But that's it. Uh, as far as tomorrow night goes, I sure didn't like hearing John Tavares say what he said after the game last night, saying. It's what you know. We're learning. What do you mean you're learning? It's been five years and six years of learning, you know, in the playoffs. If, if you're if you're a high school student and you've been learning for five six years and you still haven't figured it out, then you're a flunky. You should drop out. You know, it's learning. What a ridiculous thing that was to say after that game last night. What I don't get is just how unprepared they were. They were caught off guard. They were flat footed. They were caught off guard. And Austin Matthews said after the game that, you know, we weren't ready to play off the start. They they were playing playoff. They brought it at the next level, and we weren't ready and all this. Well, how the hell are you not? Right? Like, how are you not? You knew you knew who you were playing for the last two months. You knew you were hosting them. Like, there was, like, how can you not be ready for something that you've been getting ready for for the last six months? Right? It's just it's baffling that, oh, we weren't ready. And as you stated, you know, Tavares talking about learning. There's no more time to learn. There's like, the, you know, there's you know, there's no more excuses. Heads are going to roll. Everyone's going to get fired and stuff, but whatever. I'm not even a Leaf fan. I'm just looking at this from a betting perspective. I'd like to come back heavy and say the Leafs win tomorrow for sure. Can't do it. Can't, just can't, can't do it. Uh, Rangers and Devils. New Jersey Devils admitted after game one that the playoff jitters and nerves were real. And I said the same thing about the Cleveland Cavaliers, Babano, after game one when they lost to the Knicks. I said, they'll be fine. They hadn't been in the playoffs ever before, all these guys, a lot of young dudes on the team, and it caught them off guard. The Knicks intensity, I think that's where I'm getting. We'll hit this on the other side. I think the Rangers win the series, but the Devils are going to come to play tomorrow night. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. I was hoping you and your friends could tell me something about baseball strategy. The only thing I know about strategy is that whatever the manager does, it's wrong. Unless it works, in which case he's a button pusher. One thing I know about baseball strategy is to cheat. That's Max Scherzer. We haven't gotten to that yet. Interesting backstory to all this with Scherzer and him getting kicked out of the game today. For, uh, for an alleged foreign substance. He claims that it was rosin and sweat. The umpire crew claims that they said, we don't know what it was, but we've never seen a stickier hand in three years before. They've only been inspecting everybody's hands for three years, so the umpire crew stated those were, we'll get, we'll get into this after, but there is an interesting backstory to this. I was scared to take a look at the Mongolian Premier League soccer game that we bet right now. And uh, we got under five and a half. We jumped in at the 12-minute mark, and it was already 1-0. It is still 1-0 uh, right now. And you know what? The total is still five and a half. I'm surprised it didn't move it to four and a half. It's, like, it's minus 163 right now. But uh, all right, at least there hasn't been any goals. Let's hope for the best here and try to end the night on a win. We did okay. You know, whatever. I haven't had the best week, and it's pissing me off because, you know, the playoffs are here. You got all these games going on and stuff, but... I've been betting pretty big units, and when you bet big units, it's all fun when you win, but when you lose, it doesn't take much. Like, you know what I mean? I had the worst gambling day of my life once about, um, I was about 15 years ago, maybe a little bit around that, a little give or take, I think a little more, 15 years ago or so. And I only went four and eight, but I lost a lot of money because I was betting a lot of money. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the thing. You know, you know, you can like, you know, you can lose a couple of games, just be on the wrong side of this or that. Like, what the hell happened? It's like, well, you know, if you had twenty three hundred bucks on you know, a bunch of different separate games, you're talking about like massive swings and incredibly frustrating. And the hockey tonight, Babano, is what got me. And that, and lesson learned, lesson learned with these hockey totals, that nothing is locked in, right? Like, you could look, basically, bro. The, the 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 every game went over the number tonight, Babano, except the last one tonight here. The the Oilers and the Kings. So three overs tonight. Dallas goes over, the Kane game goes over, the Bruin game. I didn't play the Bruin total, but I had the under in the Islanders and Canes, loser. Had the under in the Stars game, loser. And I had alternate totals that I like to play before, and even those lost because there was a million goals scored. A lot of goals scored tonight in the NHL. Yeah, I was surprised there was that many goals in the Carolina game because I think that's going to just be mostly a low-scoring series. But, uh, you know, I don't think it was a great night from Carolina defensively. A couple mistakes, and uh, maybe Ronson not nearly as good as game one. I still think the under is probably going to be the dominant, you know, total trend in that series. Dallas-Minnesota, I'm not sure anymore if that series, every game is going to go under. Just based on even the first game, 
Like, there were a ton of quality chances. There was a lot of shots from both teams in that game. And the goaltending had to be spectacular for that game to stay under the total from Gustafson and from Ottinger. And it barely did. It was 3-2. You know, it kept the undercast by half a goal. And so the goal, and it took incredible goaltending for it to stay under. So there's been, if if you look at expected goals numbers in that Wild Stars series through two games, there have definitely been a lot of chances for goals and points more toward an over pace, and, and those games going over. So yeah, it's one over one under in that series, but you could easily see both of those games in that series could have gone over. Same thing with Florida Boston. I, I, I like the over actually in the game tonight with Florida and Boston thinking, you know, Florida's got to try to be a little bit more aggressive than they were. You know, the defense were jumping into the play. Look at Brandon Montour, perfect example. Two goals from him from the blue line. And uh, it was not one of Boston's better defensive efforts. A lot of turnovers, slot 15 turnovers and giveaways based on the stat uh, box score for Boston tonight. Very uncharacteristic of them. They just let Eric skate to the slot, you know, and just let him have that open ice to rip that shot past Lena Allmark. That is a egregious defensive gap for a team the caliber of the Boston Bruins. We just haven't seen that for them very often. They just give up the slot. Just give up the middle of the ice. There you go, Eric Stahl. What did they think? He was over the hill. His best days are behind him, but he made him pay for it. So not a great defensive effort from Boston. That series is tied. But before we get too carried away that Boston's in trouble, how many times have they lost two in a row this year? It hasn't happened very often. A very experienced, resilient group. Wouldn't surprise me to see them fire back strong when this series shifts to Sunrise, Florida for Game 3. Boston are minus 160 uh, favorites Friday night against the Florida Panthers uh, in Florida. So we were talking about the Leafs and the Lightning, and it was just minus 165 a couple of minutes ago when we were talking about it. It's up to minus 175 right now. As I say, the people are going to bet the Leafs, like hand over fist, believing they're going to win this game. And it might get to the point where it's just going to be too hard to pass Tampa Bay already. Tampa Bay up to plus 155 right now. So when we were going to the last break, I brought it up, Babano. Uh, the devil players talked about feeling the nerves of the playoffs. Um, it's you know what I mean. I think once the game starts, but it's the preparation before that throws people off a bit. Once a game starts, it's you know it's just another game. You'll hear people even say the Super Bowl is the same thing. They said once the game starts, it's just a game. It feels like another game, but like. Um, you know, the national anthem before, the crowd, everything, it's different, right? Like, you're not, the, the the pregame routine is different suddenly. It's longer, you know what I mean? Everyone's in the building before, like, your pregame skate is different. Everything is different in the playoffs. It's not sort of like, um, you know, for, for like, you know, UFC, Matias, you'll hear people talk about that, right? Like, when guys fight the championship the first time. They're like, ah, you know what? I wasn't used to doing the interviews and filming things. I wasn't used to cameras in my house all the time. And, like, next time it happens, I'll be more, you know, football teams that go to the college football playoff or the Super Bowl. We we weren't used to the press conferences. And playoffs are different. The Rangers have a bunch of dudes that have been in the playoffs, that have been there. The Devils don't. And the Devils openly admitted and said they were nervous before the game. And I would expect them to be much better. Even though I'm on the Rangers, and I think the Rangers win the series, you know, tomorrow's a tricky card in the NHL, in my opinion, Babano. Like, I think the Devils actually are the play tomorrow, even though I think the Rangers win the series. What do you think of the Devils-Rangers game? 
Yeah, I actually probably agree. Uh, the, probably the Devils, like I like the Rangers in the series. I really like them in game one. I thought for the Devils, that first game, there'd be some issues because they only have 10 players that have played playoff games. I think the collective number of playoff games with that Devils team is not very much. So that could be a little bit of an adjustment. The Rangers, of course, went all the way to the East Final last year. And plus they bring in guys like Kane and Tarasenko that have seen how many how many playoff games between the two of them, you know, alone uh, all these years. So, you know, I figured that experience would pay off for the Rangers in game one. But now the Devils have that one game under their belt. I think they'll be a lot more relaxed. Go out there and play your game. Use your speed. Use your skill. Use your creativity. They've got plenty of it and really be a lot more threatening because, to me, they didn't generate enough against the Rangers, and they actually kind of made it a neat – now, he faced some a decent amount of shots, Igor Shosturkin, not a lot of high danger. So I think the Devils could ramp it up in that regard uh, against the Rangers, probably do a better job drawing more penalties. Keep in mind, the one thing about the Rangers, even last year, you know, they didn't win any of those series very easily. They the, A lot of them went six games, seven games, even going back to years ago, you know, when Henrik Lundqvist was on the team and the team was in the playoffs every year. A lot of their series wouldn't be quick. The Rangers rarely do away with their opponent easily, handily, quickly uh, in a playoff series. They don't, the Rangers don't have a track record of winning in four, winning in five. You know, a lot of their series go six, seven. And I know a Ranger fan I was talking with earlier today said the same thing to me. Like, I wouldn't count New Jersey out yet, or at least count New Jersey out from making this a tough series because the Rangers just haven't done anything easily in these playoff series in recent years. So, yeah, I think New Jersey is in a good setup. I think they'll be better, uh, and I think they'll have a chance to win. Like I said, I like the Rangers in the series. I took them in game one, but I won't be on them tomorrow night. I was on the Seattle Kraken in game one. Uh, last night I'm not ready to pull the trigger on them here like I've been saying all night I'm not a massive fan of all the team lost game one it's automatically means they're going to win game two but it depends on the team right the the Leafs haven't proven anything before the Leafs haven't won a playoff series in 20 years Uh, the, the Colorado Avalanche are the defending Stanley Cup champions so they got caught They got caught flat-footed in game one. Seattle rolled in there. The one thing that we will say, though, and I warned people about the Avalanche last night, Babano, is Seattle have played them tough, man. Look, they played four times this year now. Seattle have beaten them three of the four times. And the one game they lost, they lost in a shootout. So we can say it's a small sample size. Yeah, whatever. The team's only been in the league for two damn years. So, But they played four times this year. Seattle have beaten them three of the four times. I don't think the Kraken think that, oh, we're going to beat the Avalanche, and it's not like, oh, they're not scared of the Avalanche, but I do believe that the Kraken think if we play perfect hockey and we play our style of hockey, we can send this seven and we could give ourselves a chance to win this. We'll see what happens tomorrow, but I do believe that the Colorado Avalanche will get back on track in this game, Babano. I think I heard you say earlier you might like the Kraken uh, here. What are you doing with the Kraken and the Avalanche? I I don't know if they will win because you know Colorado, and when is the last time they've lost two in a row at home in the playoffs? It's been a while. But I'm telling you what, Seattle is one of the few teams that can actually skate with this team, like really skate right with them. Colorado is known for pushing the pace, being one of the fastest teams in the NHL, having probably the most mobile defense and blue line in the NHL in terms of moving the puck, transitioning north-south. But Seattle is a very fast team, and they outskated Colorado in game one. 
I think it's just too big of a price for Colorado, even in a bounce-back spot. Mulroney and Cameron on the other side. Speaking of bounce-back spots, the Vegas Golden Knights are down one game to none to the Winnipeg Jets. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Nobody wants to hear the nonsensical ravings of a loudmouth malcontent. Well, too bad. Here we are. I'm the loudmouth malcontent. This is Sportsrench. I am Gabe over MC. Ian Cameron came with us. The late night anger management class. Dan Favalli from the Bleacher Report will join us later on. We'll talk NBA basketball with Dan. We're looking at the NHL playoffs right now. We'll take a look at the USFL, XFL football, as well as we absolutely torched um, both leagues uh, last week. Great to have the USFL back. And in fact, I look at the USFL card and there's a couple of uh, games that jump off the screen at me. Um, all right, so tomorrow night, NHL hockey. I was talking about uh, the Kraken and the Avalanche. Kraken have uh, beaten the Avalanche three to four times that they played uh, this year. Uh, but I do expect the Avalanche to bounce back uh, tomorrow. Winnipeg Jets. The Winnipeg Jets are a nemesis of mine, Babano. Normally, if I pick them to win, they lose. If I pick them to lose, they win. If I pick the under, it goes over. If I bet the over, it goes under. <laughs> and it's been this way for a couple of years. And on game-time decisions, I don't bet a lot of Jet games anymore. Like, I I basically boycott. I just stopped. I'm like, I don't win when I bet these guys either way. So I just don't do it. But I've been dipping my beak in a little bit here now that the playoffs are here. I did like the Jets in game one, and the Jets got it done in game one. What do you think of game two here? Vegas are minus 160. The Jets are plus 140 tomorrow night, 10 o'clock Eastern. Yeah, this one is also one. It's just like with Seattle. I, I, I don't think it's a given that Vegas bounces back unless they play a lot better because that was that was horrendous by them. I mean, 17 shots on goal in a home playoff game. It's the Winnipeg team that we thought they were going to collapse at one point, not even make the playoffs. I mean, they just had to hang on at the end, and they finally steadied the ship to get in. But, my gosh, Vegas got completely outskated 
You know, they looked like they were stuck in quicksand all night. You know, they barely had an offensive thrust at any point in the hockey game. It was about as easy a night as Connor Hellebuck will ever have. I was stunned how poor Vegas was. Now, obviously, they have a better game in them. Will we see it? And let's not also forget, this is a series where there's a distinct edge in net. I, for all due respect to the Jonathan Quick, Laurent Brossois, and whoever, and even if it's Logan Thompson or Aiden Hill at some point that come back into this series in net for Vegas, none of them are as good as Connor Hallebuck. Okay, nobody is. And that's an advantage that the Winnipeg Jets have. And let's keep it real. Winnipeg was one of the best teams in the Western Conference until January when things started to fall apart for them. They're starting to put together the looks of the Winnipeg team again that they were early in the season. I'll be honest, it would be Jets for me or Jets team total over. I'm not laying a price like this. So it sounds like uh, it's a tough board for you tomorrow night. It is for everybody, I think. There's a lot of this team should win, well, but... Just, I don't want to lay, the, lay this kind of price with either of these teams looking to bounce back. Vegas wasn't good enough for me to look, look at minus 160 in game two. Same thing with Colorado. Minus 210 with a Seattle team that skated right with them. With a Seattle team, go back and look at the regular season history with the Avs and the Kraken. Colorado is at their hands full over and over again with Seattle. This Did you year. have the Seattle Kraken in game one, spin. though? Did you take the Kraken in game one? Draw. Or you I, or you're re- reacting to this after game one now. <laughs> That's the key, no, I right? Had the draw. I had the draw yeah. in game one, so I figured Seattle would compete. But uh, And like I say, I'm, I'm reluctant. That, that that price is minus 210. Colorado does not have a third and a fourth line that I trust score either. If it's not McKinnon and it's not Rantanen and it's not McCarr on the blue line, who's going to score for them? Lekkonen's gone quiet. Comfer's gone quiet. The second one, the big Valmachushkin hasn't done much lately. That's a problem for Colorado. The secondary scoring has disappeared for them. All right. Well, it sounds like you like the Seattle crack, and you think they're going to win this series? Yep. <laughs> uh, I, series? I, I've, I've got real worries with Colorado. And then I hear Nathan McKinnon before the series in a very disturbing quote talking about Gabe Landeskog, who they miss dearly, out for the rest of the playoffs saying, quote, this kills us. This kills us? Come on, you just won a Stanley Cup. You won a division title this year without Gabe Landeskog. Why are you saying this kills us going into the Stanley Cup playoffs? You've been without Landeskog all year. You won a division without him. That, That bothered me hearing that big time. I've always got the feeling about the Avalanche, and I never thought... And it's nothing against them, right? Like, you know, but I'm not this big, like, oh, they're unbeatable or anything like that. That's why I was on the crack. And I do think they bounce back tomorrow, but I almost get the feeling like it was just there was so much went into winning that cup. It's almost like the Rams or something, right? Yeah. I think it's almost like comparable. They weren't That's part of it, too. Yep. They didn't fall off like the Rams. The Rams just had got injuries and the cap stuff got weird for them. But, you know, the, the Avs had weird injuries. I'm just saying, like, it was almost like, yeah, all right, we got the cup. Like, McKinnon, he was just, I got to get a Stanley Cup. Got to get a Stanley Cup. Got the cup. And he's such a competitor, but I just think as a whole, they lost a lot of hunger, this team, that they had. And they have had a lot of injury problems this year. It's I'm looking at the series price right now. I'm actually surprised, though, Babano, personally, just looking at this, that, wow, the, the, the Colorado Avalanche are only minus 135 to win the series right now, so... The odds makers are believing in the Seattle Kraken at plus 115. I'm surprised that um, it is what it is after one game only because it is just one game. Well, you talk about the hunger factor. I'll tell you who looked hungry in game one for a, a game one win and a series win. Philip Grubauer. 
for Seattle. He was incredible in that. That's probably the best I've seen. And look, he has not had a great two years in Seattle. But this is his chance playing Colorado in a playoff series, a team that said, you're not good enough a couple of years ago and did not re-sign him. He became a free agent, signed in Seattle with the Kraken because Colorado wasn't going to retain him, saying we're going to have to look elsewhere for our goaltending to win a Stanley Cup. Now it paid off. Colorado brought in Kemper, and obviously they won the Cup with him. But this is now Grubauer's chance head-to-head you know, against this Colorado team to beat him. And I think he's got a point to prove. And, man, he was spectacular in that first game and that win for Seattle. So that's another little subplot here. Grubauer against his old team, and, man, he looked ready to go, and he looked like he had a point to prove in game one. His goaltending was spot on, about as good as I've seen from him in a Seattle jersey. Thursday's NBA card is kind of similar in that it's tough. Philadelphia-Brooklyn's probably the least tough game on the board, and even this game's tough. You know, you get into Philadelphia can kind of name their score against Brooklyn. Brooklyn have been competitive. Like, Brooklyn are trying. Like, Brooklyn aren't just going to roll over and say, well, we don't have enough talent. We're lucky to be here. And, you know, we're only here because, you know, the roster before us. They are balling. So they're somewhat dangerous because they are going to punch back. But if Philadelphia shows up, they should be able to cover the four and a half. It's up to Philadelphia. Philadelphia want to sweep this series. They can sweep this series, even with Brooklyn competing in every game. Um, Look, Brooklyn competed in both games, and Philadelphia's covered. So what do you make of this one here? Four and a half, Abano, in Brooklyn. Philadelphia at Brooklyn. Four and a half is the point spread. I kind of feel like I'm going to bet the same thing I bet in game two, which is, and thank goodness I stopped at first quarter and first half in game two with the Brooklyn Nets. I didn't trust them for the full game because I know Philly's better. I know Philly with their size against an undermanned, undersized Brooklyn team can wear them out in 48 minutes, and that's what happened. I mean, the second half, Philly just took over. you know. And I worry about that again here, but still, this is that 0-2 team, you know, down 0-2 at home. You're going to get a great, I think, early start to the game from Brooklyn. You know, backs against the wall, can't go down 3-0. So I think I'm going to revisit the first quarter and the first half with the Brooklyn Nets. I cashed with it in game two, and then everything just fell apart for the Nets after halftime. And I don't want to run the risk of the same thing happening again. Maybe it won't happen this time because they're at home. And if they're ever going to win a game in this series, Brooklyn, this is probably that game. But I'm still going to play it safe. Brooklyn first quarter, first half only, not full game. Well, the big debate has continued, and the conversation has continued all day long as far as Draymond Green is concerned, and we'll get to that uh, a little bit uh, later on again. Um, As far as, you know, listen, the point spread was 7.5, and and then it fell to 6.5, and and I said last night I'm surprised that Draymond is actually worth a point to the point spread. It's moved to 5.5 right now which I find interesting. Look, Draymond's, Draymond does impact games. I don't know how good he is defensively anymore. I mean, I think he's a little overrated from that standpoint. He is older. But he does distribute the ball. He's got good vision and stuff. Like, he makes smart plays when he doesn't do stupid things. And the problem with Golden State is they just, they're not that deep right now. Right? Like, they don't have any, that many guys. Wiggins hasn't played basketball in a while. You're relying on Curry and Thompson, who aren't exactly young. Jordan Poole has been non existent, but I would expect Poole to be better at home. But uh, what do you make of it, Bano? Five and a half is the point spread. Interesting that uh, Draymond's absence is really affecting the point spread this much right now. Yeah, it doesn't affect it to me this much. I think it's a Golden State spot all the way. 
And this is for someone that really liked Sacramento in game one. And I didn't bet Sacramento in game. I didn't bet game two in the side. Uh, but I also didn't bet Golden State in the bounce back. I will not, under any circumstances, until proven otherwise, bet Golden State on the road. Okay, because their road woes from the regular season where they finished, what, 11-31 and 31 on the road? They carried over into the playoffs. 0-2, oh, obviously, uh, in Sacramento. But at home, they're a different animal. And now they're down 0-2. You know, you've still got Curry and Thompson, you know, Poole capable of stepping up, and the role players, they always play better at home. Your bench guys, even though, they, as you mentioned, they don't have a great depth-laden bench, but they play better uh, on their home court as well. And they play no defense on the road, Golden State, but at least at home this year, we have seen them uh, play a little bit of defense. So this just, to me, looks like that spot where Golden State gets back in the series. So, yeah, I, I have no issues laying five and a half. That'll be the look for me. Uh, Golden State Warriors obviously are going to be fired up down 0-2. Um, the first quarter looks of desperate teams in the NBA has been pretty good so far. We've been riding it, and it's been hitting for us at a pretty good rate. So the Warriors, and I'll tell you what, right now the Warriors are already laying three. That's how crazy that is, Babano. They're five-and-a-half-point favorites in the game. I actually don't the like the first quarter spread. I don't like the first well, quarter spread. I'm only betting the full game here. They're five and a half point favorites in the game, but they're three point favorites in the first quarter. And let's see what they are in the first half here. As we talked about this on Game Time Decisions today, the odds makers know this, right? They're on to this. It's been a big, yeah. big, like money crushing thing for the last couple of years in the NBA. The team that loses, not automatically if the team sucks or whatnot, right? But good teams that lose the game before the first quarter. But it doesn't always hit. Last night was a good example. The Phoenix Suns, Babano, were laying five and a half points in the first half, right? The game was tied at, at the break, so they didn't cover the number here. But what the, they know that a lot of so-called sharps and pros are going to attack them early in the first quarters. So they're trying to scare people away. Look, the money line is minus freaking 200 in the first quarter for the Warriors tomorrow. Um, they're laying three right now, and I bet you guys tomorrow night this thing will be four because everybody's going to hit this in the first quarter uh, tomorrow. Then you get into the um, you get into the Clippers and the Phoenix Suns. This game, uh, this game's a good one. This game's a good one. The series has been fun. The Phoenix Suns are two and a half point road favorites, Babano. Yeah, I mean in this series it has been fun, and even in the game two win for the Phoenix Suns. The Clippers just kept hanging around and hanging around. No, they didn't cover, but they almost did. And, you know, even in that game, which was a clear slam dunk, you would think for Phoenix to try to bounce back, they'd be a lot better. It wasn't uh, a walk in the park, you know, for the Phoenix Suns. So, you know, now going back to L.A., I, I, the, I, I like Clippers there. Like I said, I think this series is going to be a lot closer than people thought. The Suns are another team, not Golden State-like on the road, but kind of up and down. Uh, I'm looking at the Clippers in that game. Phoenix are not a great road team. At least they haven't been. All right, we'll wrap things up with Ian Cameron. He came a battle on the other side. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. 
the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Oh yeah, quick Sunday evening since Sports Talk Radio continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Ramsey. Ian Cameron kick with us right now. Dan Favalli will step up at level three. We'll talk NBA basketball. And speaking of which, there's all these great options right now, which you can bet like um, tied after series correct score after three games, four games, etc. So looking at the four games, as we were just talking about the Knicks and the Cavs, it feels like a series that really will just sort of go back and forth. And or not just back and forth automatically all the way to seven. But, Babano, I thought that they would split in Cleveland. I said before the series started, I think they'll split in Cleveland, then they'll split in New York. And it'll be suddenly, whatever, it'll be tied at two after four. But the odds makers completely agree with that assessment. It's minus 110 to be tied at two after four. As far as the Clippers and the Suns are concerned, Almost get the same feeling, Babano, that they'll split in Los Angeles. That's how I feel about this. And that is minus 110. I like those looks, but I don't like the odds. These bets aren't worth it at minus 110. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, it's just, to me, you're not getting the value. You're getting the price. And a very likely occurrence that we get 2-2 coming out of New York. But, you know, at minus 110, no. If you're looking for bang for your buck, you're not getting it with that prop. I think we're coming out of uh, San Francisco at two, but that's minus 130. So they're expecting that as well. That's some twisted stuff, man. I'm going to throw this out there. I'm just going to say, I think Golden State are going to win tomorrow, but I think Sacramento are still going to win the series. So I'm going to let uh, I'm going to bet Golden State tomorrow and play Golden State in the first quarter, first half, bet Golden State and all that, and then hope they win, win our bet, and then right after tomorrow night live on the air, I'll do it. Boom. I'll step back up and in with the Sacramento Kings to win the series. They still have home court advantage, and I think they can steal one of these games. And Golden in State San can't Francisco. win on the road. Yeah. No, they can until, but you wouldn't want it to go seven if I'm Golden State. No. If I was Golden State, I would really be adamant about that. Like, yeah, not that all, don't worry, we have home court in game seven. I'd be like, listen, we don't want to take our chance. If we hold serve and win once on their court, we finish this off in six. Good stop, Abano. We didn't get to, to the football. Follow Ian on uh, Twitter. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.